Welcome to DaVinci's Discourse, where the minds of today's most innovative entrepreneurs are unveiled and explored. And my name is Kyle Campbell, your guide on this journey into the depths of the entrepreneurial psyche. So sit back, relax, and get ready to dive into the minds of the greats. This is DaVinci's Discourse. So, okay, let's get into it, brother. Why don't you tell us a little bit what you do and uh, who you do it for? Okay, so Enda Solutions, we specialize in corporate culture. So it's the ROI out of having a strong culture and engaged team. So that's your higher productivity, lower turnover, right? Uh, okay. We do it in two ways. Your culture, it's your identity. It's what you do and it's what you say. So what you do, we call it your team culture. It's like workshops, improvements, team buildings, things of that nature. And then technical pieces like process building, procedure writing, that classic management consultant type stuff. What you say piece is the storytelling. So we say it's your digital culture. How are you authentically showing up in the digital space, your website, your social media, your video production, if you want videos, um, graphic design, things like that. So, okay. Okay. So how'd you get into that? Oh, that's a long story. <laughs> Bring it on. Okay. So uh, my background is uh, aerospace engineering. Oh, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> So I come from the world of like rockets and spaceships and guns and things like that. Uh, Badass. So worked for, you know, mega engineering corporations and then ended up in the energy industry working on pipelines. And then um, while I was there, I met my business partner, Caitlin, and we worked on projects where things went terribly wrong. Like I blame being started in the wrong place, right? Very bad. How did this happen? Um you know, it was the, the, the it was really the only result of something really small. So we asked ourselves, like, well, huh, why does this type of thing happen? Um, why is it that, you know, when you're a small company and you've got five or 10 or 20 people, everyone's super excited and super bought in and like so passionate and they'll go 250%, in, right? Um, and then somewhere along the way, you have some success and then you're like 20 people, 50 people, 100 people, 500 people. And somewhere on the way, you start to look like everyone else. And it's kind of, no one cares as much about like mm. who you are as a company. So this is how things get missed, right? You're not thinking about it on the way home. You're not, your engagement's less. You're kind of like, man, yeah, it's a cool job. Like people work with whatever, right? Mm. Versus, oh my God, I love it. Like, you know, we're doing these amazing things. So the question was, can we, can a business scale and still maintain that high level of engagement? Right. Yeah, you can, but um, it's going to take a lot of energy and you got to be strategic and focused about it. Discipline just as like accounting or IT or whatever, like it, it's not going to happen by itself. So Enda Solutions was started with the idea that you could really um, scale a company, but also scale and drive engagement. A easy example, if you're going to write a procedure because you got lots of people doing the same thing, um, why can't, why do you have to be the most boring person in the world all of a sudden? Why can't you do, uh, you know, make it colorful, add a diagram, make a video even, or a training? Like, why can't you make it relatable to the people that are supposed to use it, that it's supposed to help them do their job better? More work than just typing it up and calling it done. Um, so that's how End Solutions was started. And then, you know, along comes the pandemic. That did not work out so well for us. Uh, so we had no choice but to go into LinkedIn. 
so you know this is your world a little bit right like um started making content learning everything we could a little bit of engineering rigor in the background mm. and ended up kind of writing the ship and then growing the company largely using linkedin um interesting okay so what are some tactics you've used on linkedin and who's your ideal target audience um well i don't know linkedin so social media in general whether it's linkedin or instagram or whatever it's like consistency is more important than quality at least to start Mm. so if it's once a week do it once a week but make sure it's every monday not tuesday not next friday like it's every monday and it's always the same and then if you can build on that and make it every monday and wednesday then okay do twice a week then you know build from there but always be consistent your quality will get better the more you do it um the the next part of that is um outreach so linkedin in particular has a lot of outreach tools that are really um effective or can be effective most people have been you know spammed by lots of these um especially people you know pursuing lead gen or financial or whatever um but you can use these automated tools but you can do it in an authentic way you can offer value you can reach out and say you know hey nice to meet you your profile looks cool i want to be connected with you most people will say yes and you can say hey you probably saw that i do culture engagement the team building stuff like that you know, so if you want to chat about that, that'd be cool. In the meantime, mm, okay. here's this cool thing that you can have for free or whatever. Ah, interesting. Yeah. So what are some of the things you give away for free? Because what we do with that is give away a book. Because what we do, what my company does is we interview you, we transcribe that interview and turn it into a book that sells your stuff. And one of the ways that we're getting leads for clients is by having it at the end of each post say, oh, and comment if you want to get uh, more information on this. And then more comments means more viewers, which means more comments. And it sparks that viral feedback loop with every post. And so that's how you can get, especially on LinkedIn, because when somebody comments on something, their entire network sees that they just commented on it. So their whole network sees you. And then when they come when their network somebody in their network comments and then their network sees you and on and on and so the book can create that viral effect by having something to give away in that comment section uh what are the things that you're giving away um so you're right like things like a book uh interesting right some people will write a white paper um you know there's a notion like hey write a book in a weekend and then use it exactly like this as a, as a hook right um some people like webinars can work well for people, others videos. Um, but honestly though, I found the most effective to be um, podcast, which is, you know, how you convinced me to come on here, right? Come on my podcast. Yeah. Who doesn't not? want to have their face on stuff, right? So <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Uh-huh. Yeah, like I've got a podcast too, and it's my number one most effective BD tool by far. How so? How do you use it as a B2B tool? Uh, because when you're talking to people and they start, oh yeah, like we love our culture, we love our working. I just say, cool, come on the uh, show, story. and they come on the show, and then it's the top, it's the top of funnel. So there's thought that goes into this, right? There's 
there's a very specifically designed offer sequence that comes then out of the, the podcast yes. conversation. Interesting. Yeah. Yes, that's one of the things we're doing with this exact interview, for example. Because <laughs> one of the things that I'm gonna that I'm thinking about as I walk you through this is yeah. how can we turn this interview into a book that would be the best lead magnet for you so that we can make that sale on the back end and you get a book that you can use with your marketing. So that's how that, <laughs> that's how that works, is we're doing something very similar than what you're talking about, top yeah. of the funnel. Um that, mm. so that's fascinating, man. And we do, we're doing the same thing. Uh, it's clever. Where did you learn that, by the way? Oh, man. Desperation. Desperation, dude. Me too. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It came out of desperation. It was like, yeah. I got to get some leads on the phone. And so uh, the podcast was a way to get that started. And uh, it's actually working very well. Two out of the 10 people that we do an interview with end up signing up for a book. There you so, go. Right? Uh, yeah. It, um, yeah. I highly recommend it to anybody, but then people try it. And they're like, well, I did. 10 episodes and you got nothing. I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> one, <laughs> keep going. And two, uh, you know, what's your funnel? What's the offer? Like, yes. yes. It didn't happen right away for me, too, right? I had a bunch of offers that no one gave a shit about that I thought were awesome. Right. Sorry, I guess I shouldn't swear on here. But no, like, you can swear, man. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Come on, you bring it on. <laughs> you think, it's real. <laughs> you think your offer is amazing, right? Yeah. It's your stuff. You're loving it. And you tell people, and you're not quite hitting the messaging or, you're getting the pain point like not quite right right or, mm. um, you know so then after a while I'm like oh that one worked like i said something different that time and it totally worked like let's try that again and then yeah yeah this and then all of a sudden you start to have a repeatable offer mm. this is why so many people fail at advertisements for example because they're like, oh, I got to pay for ads because I need more sales. But they, they've they got an untested offer. They've got right. untested messaging. Yes. Mm -hmm. And ads have to retarget. And that takes three to six months anyways. So you're basically taking your first ten dollars to $20,000 and you may as well throw in the garbage because it's not going to do anything. Well, it's necessary evil. But like, if you haven't got to that point where you're like, yeah, this offer works like every freaking time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know it'll work. Uh, then ads are going to save you. Um, no kidding. You want to have that tested. I mean, you can test with a small amount of ad dollars when it comes to the ad. I mean, that's yeah. a good way to test, really. What are some of the ways that you've tested to find that right market to message match? Content. Content. So we create content, videos, graphics, right. and we watch, we look at our analytics. Who's engaging with it? How, you know, what, what, what seems to be doing the best, right? Mm, that's a good free way to do it. I like that. Yeah. And, you know, the tricky thing about content is you will have the same people who generally will like, comment, share your stuff, like those vanity metrics. Right. I mean, as we said at the beginning, it pushes you into their network, so it yeah. benefits you. Yeah. But the people that are going to buy from you, I've experienced, I call it like this shadow following. So when you see, oh, I got a thousand impressions, but, you know, three likes, like, I don't know who those people are. And there's AI tools now that can dig that up for you, but... I get calls from people who are like, hey, I'm having this problem. I thought of you because I've been seeing your content for the last five years mm. and now I'm ready. I'm like, oh, wow, well, nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come to Papa. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, the, the content, the digital space is definitely a long game, right? There's, yes. I think, things that you can do, specific campaigns you can run that can like help make people aware of what you do and try and get that conversation um but yeah it's not like well i paid for social media for six months and then it didn't do anything so i quit well 
try two years. <laughs> you know, try <laughs> yeah. Good, good luck telling that to a lot of folks, you know, they don't have the sticking power. Um, right. Exactly. Yeah, but that's so, what it comes down to is it's a, it's a long-term game going into it with what it's going to happen in five years when I do this rather than five minutes. And a lot of people don't have that patience for that fortitude. So, you know, more opportunity for those that do, right? Yeah. You kind of got to be relentless, right? It seems hopeless yeah. sometimes. It's like, keep going, keep making yeah. stuff, keep throwing it out there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and uh, if you have a tool to use as a lead magnet on the back of this content by creating that viral effect, for example, uh, it doesn't have to be a book. A book is is the best tool that we found because it creates authority. It uh, We're programmed mm -hmm. as a society to view authors as trustworthy and people that we want to buy from. And so that book is is the best tool by far to use as a as a, a lead magnet on the back of this content because at, at, with every content post, you say, and if you want some more of this, um, comment X, Y, and Z and I'll go and I'll give you my book. I'll, I'll DM you my book. And you get the book, you get their email address, and then you can follow up with them because you've got their, mm -hmm. their contact info now. Um, yeah, it's, the book is, is, is by far the, the best tool for that. Um, so let's get back into a little bit of, of what you do for clients, because I'm curious. Um, let's say that I am a, a company who's, who's dealing with a high churn rate or a high turnover rate when it comes to my employees. Mm -hmm. um, what are some ways that I can go about preventing that? So we break culture down into you know, four pillars, right? And there's, there's lots of reasons why people could be leaving. It could be maybe your culture sucks, maybe your leadership, you know, management, or maybe the guy down the road is, maybe there's a talent war going on. So maybe it's not all in your control, mm. but what can help is, um, so four pillars. First one, psychological safety, right? This is the, do I feel safe at work to speak up to, Right, the high-performing teams are the ones that are going to argue with each other. Right? Ah, <laughs> so true. Yeah, it's it's like, man, you guys fight like crazy. You're <laughs> <laughs> fine. Like, yeah, that's just how we do. It. That's how we find the best answer. Right? The psychological safety is so high mm. that I can tell the CEO he's full of it, and this is why, and he'll be totally cool with it. Right? And right. Yes. Um, yes. You get that relationship, and that's what's necessary. Oftentimes, the CEO needs to hear that from somebody that's, oh, no, I, I don't like that. I think it's bullshit. Here's why. And if you're not open to hearing that from your employees, then there might be something off. You might be missing out on some insights that you need to have. Yeah. Interesting totally. point. Yeah. So this is where our, you know, we'll do these custom workshops, team buildings. Um, we talk about the ROI of team building. So it's like, hey, I threw the barbecue and then everyone seemed to have fun, but then people just kept quitting. I think, well, what did you talk about with the barbecue? Did we workshop? Did we come up with a series of exercises that got people thinking about like what they want to see, what they want to be improved, like that type of stuff, right? So ROI on team building, have some fun, but do it kind of thoughtfully and literally. Um, so that's, there's your psychological safety. Next pillar, accountability. So great. We all trust each other, right? We can sit around the campfire and play songs. It'll be amazing. But do we all know we're all trying to do something productive? It's a business after all, right? Do we know with absolute clarity who's doing what? And more importantly, where the handoffs are, right? That's usually where things fall through the cracks, right? The handoffs. What do you mean by that? Like my job is done. And then oh, I see. Kyle, I, you know, I, <laughs> I finished the TPS report. Can you go submit it, right? Whatever. Where do you start and I stop? And I got you. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So we, we've got a kind of a mapping exercise that we kind of do around that kind of stuff in role descriptions. What does winning look like in each one? 
a lot of the times problems are because the owner, even though the company's grown to a certain size, the owner has not taken off or delegated enough hats, for example. They're still trying to make decisions on everything. So it just causes it chaos because they don't have the time to do that. So when they seagull in, it just, you know, explodes everything. So when they see trust each other, you know, <laughs> like exactly that. who does what and when and all that kind of stuff. Awesome. Third one, improvements. Let's put all that energy into building something productive, right? If you want people to stop from leaving, ask them what they want to fix and then invite them to participate in fixing it. Hmm. People want to be part of something bigger than themselves. They want to feel like they matter. So you're essentially saying, hey, you matter. You got a cool idea. Let's do it. Like I'm in 100%. You think we can build a a marketing platform that utilizes a book as a, as the lead magnet. Let's try it. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm in. Right. So yes. can you then take all this good mojo and energy and then point it at something constructive? Cause if you don't, it fizzles, you might have a high after like a team building, but within a week it's back to normal. Nothing's changed. Why should I care? Right. Versus. All right. We talked last week about fixing stuff. We want to hear it. Here's the list on the board. Here's 12 things. What are we going to do first? These three? Okay, awesome. And mm -hmm. then let's go, right? right? That's going to give people pause. We're like, oh, maybe these guys aren't full of it, right? Maybe they're actually trying to make something better. I, I, I'm kind of curious to see what happens, right? Mm, yeah. You know, that 10% increase in raise, maybe that's, maybe now I'm like, yeah, I'm going to stay here and see uh, what happens, right? Mm. And then lastly, uh, communication. Tell those stories and tell it like crazy. So if you're a smaller company, everyone kind of knows what everything's going on. But if you're bigger, you know, department to department, create a newsletter, create a video, send it out, be like, push that stuff like crazy. And then externally, uh, social media is just the best tool for it. So whether it's LinkedIn, if you're B2B or Instagram, TikTok, if you're B2C, but like go crazy with your socials and tell real stories, not just ads, right? Not just like, oh, hey, we sell, you know, pens, like, you know, the pen is mightier than the sword. Here's why pens are so important. We love pens. Here's my cool pen, right? Like interesting, authentic stuff. So if you do all that um, over and over and over and over and over in like a thousand iterations in a thousand ways, uh, yeah, you'll see some big changes in your, in your business, in your success, in your turnover, in your productivity, all that kind of stuff. Interesting. So you're talking about using marketing as an internal tool, not only for getting new clients, but also keeping your team members and everybody in alignment with what you're doing. Oh, yeah. If you ever try to get someone to use like a new app, be like, yeah. hey, Kyle, we got this wicked, we got this is an app, it's called Skype. It's so cool. You just yeah. chat to each other. And everyone goes the first day like, yeah, okay, whatever. Right? If you want to keep them like using it, you know, you, you always have a couple early adopters like, yeah, it's awesome. I mean, I love it. But if you want to like get a hundred people to start using Skype that didn't yesterday, right. you've got to market it to them essentially. Mm. Um, that's just, you know, one example, but like, if you want to influence behaviors, you want people to, you know, understand the values that you came up for your business, whatever it's, it's basically the exact same as a marketing program, but internally. And I think this is where a lot of companies don't think of it like that. And they, they try something that fizzles and they try something that fizzles and like you gotta inject energy into that stuff or you know it's the hardest thing in the world to change a person's behavior right <laughs> so no kidding just sending an email or a poster is not gonna do it how do you inject energy into it 
Uh, well, communication, thousand messages, a thousand different ways. So like send an email, make a poster, put a thing in the lunchroom, send a video, say it again, stand up at the all hands, say it again. You know, it's that cliche, like if I'm so sick of my message that I just want to puke, then you've almost told enough. <laughs> <laughs> almost, right? not quite there. Yeah. You got to go full like, puking. <laughs> exactly, like play with the videos and then, you know, it, if anyone likes Simon Sinek, the law of diffusion of innovation is like, don't try and sell something to the masses. You'll fail. Instead, recognize who your early adopters are, sell it to them, and let them sell it to everybody else. Far more effective, but not as intuitive um, way of approaching things uh, in terms of organizational behavior. Right. So, so how does that tie in with organizational behavior? Because we're talking about the external tying in with the internal. What's mm -hmm. your overarching mindset that goes into that? Hey, I hope you're enjoying the podcast and I want to let you know that I've got a free book that you can get if you want to tap into more of these resources and you can get that for free at kylesbook.com. Back to the podcast. Um, well, I think there's, there's a couple of things there. So like if, if you've got some internal like early adopters that are adopting stuff, mm -hmm. celebrate them to the nth degree make a huge deal out of it right so externally feature them on linkedin hey check it out this is kyle he's killing it on this right hmm. you know blow it up all over internally you know invite them up at the meeting to talk about it like just make an absolutely ridiculously big deal out of it because people will respond to that hmm. so that like positive reinforcement yeah you know the that will help go a long way because people will be like, oh, yeah, I want some of that. That sounds amazing. Well, I'll try that. Mm, so this is where social media can be used, not just as a marketing tool, but as an engagement tool uh, across that internal external line. And then the byproduct of that is that the community around you, your prospects, your clients, your suppliers, they'll get excited about it too. They're like, hey, look at, you know, and the solutions is celebrating Adam again. And what a cool company. That sounds really neat. And then you'll start to attract people who are interested in working for a place like that. So, right. mm. um, yeah, there's all these kind of benefits of just like kind of opening the doors and celebrating all the great stuff that you're doing. I love that. Yeah. That's an interesting so, marketing tactic as well. Um, mm. both for building your, your team and for attracting new clients who want something similar to what uh, John Doe just got with, with your service that you're blasting and you're being super excited about all over your social media. Um, mm. I like that a lot. That's interesting. It's another way to get your service out there, um, but posting testimonials as well with those posts. Um, it's interesting. And so what you said is there are essentially four things that come down to company culture. Is, mm. is that the way you'd put it? Is it the four things? I go on four pillars. Four pillars. Okay. Okay. So there's yeah. four pillars, the psychological safety, accountability, improvements, and communication. So I want to go through each one of these four a little bit more in depth, because I think this is a beautiful framework that we have here. So when it comes down to the psychological safety, um, how do I, first of all, how do I build that right team out? Oh, <laughs> so the broad question, I know, but just some, yeah. <laughs> some general guidelines so that we can have that, that right mindset that goes into building that right team. How do we know who is a good hire um, before you get them onboarded and have that, that churn rate? So it's well, comes down to reducing that turnover. When you're, uh, when you're the owner, you started the business for a reason. And yeah. when you interview someone, you'll get an intuition as to if they have the right values. You might not be able to put uh, words to it, but you'd be like, mm -hmm. yeah, that person's cool. I got a good feeling about them, right? Yeah. 
as you grow, eventually you reach a point where you're not the one interviewing, someone else is. And every person that is removed from you is slightly just going to dilute your kind of vision for it with their own, dilutes maybe the wrong word, but change it with their own version of it, right? Yeah, yeah. So you need to define it. You need to define these are the values of the company and this mm. is what it means for each one. Ah, Sounds beautiful. So it doesn't get diluted. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. We are we stand for trust, we stand for collaboration, and we stand for creativity. And this is what each one means to us. How do you go about defining those values that you stand for? What are some ways that I could do that? Uh there's a few different exercises around it. I mean, first there's the internal values, right? So as, as an individual, um, the easiest way is to like bring up a list of like a hundred different values and circle like oh, interesting. top 20 and then take okay. those 20 and see if you can narrow it to 10 right. and then take those 10 and see if you can narrow it to five and see if you can end up at like three to five. Okay. And you can use chat GPT for that too. Yeah, sure. Why not? Chat <laughs> well. Yeah. Uh, and then as terms of an organization, we, you know, we'll create a workshop with a group of, let's say 10 people, um, you know, a similar kind of exercise, all based on stories. That's like, right. You know, mm. what's a time when, um, something went really awesome. What was the de deciding factor? Right. So there's all these kind of exercises you can go through to try and like pull those out and, and define mm. them, but you should, at the end of it, you kind of put them on the board and get those like goosebumps. You're like, Ooh, yeah. That's ah, it. Yeah, it's that feeling, yeah. that fuzzy feeling. I call it the fuzzy peach feeling. Because like, right. like yeah, a fuzzy yeah. orange, fuzzy peach feeling in my <laughs> chest when I get when something feels right, you know? So yeah, like, yeah. When you get the fuzzy peach feeling, then you know you're yeah. on track. <laughs> um, all right. And then uh, what are some exercises that uh you can do with team members once you have them on boarded to to build that culture? You said um you you mentioned that you uh, I think you gave a few examples of what you could do with a team in terms of um forming that culture once once you have that team formed what are some uh, some exercises you could do uh i mean maybe uh extra curricular like outside of work uh you know there's so many different things right but i think you know like our team will play dungeons and dragons for example oh, cool. right? Right on. But then we got big enough that not everyone cares for that so it's like half the people play it half people don't want to do that right yeah so the, the point is to like create that space and then tie everything back to the value. So if you're going to recognize someone like, Hey, Kyle, awesome job, man. Like you really killed it on that marketing campaign, mm. uh, tied to a value. Like the creativity on that was amazing. And we said that we stood for creativity and you just, uh. it was so unique and so creative. So it's like always, always, always tying it back to uh, a value. And then you're starting to reinforce, you know, the biggest one is other people start saying it. Right. Um, ah, because then you have your reinforcements doing the reinforcement for you, and then it goes trails down. Exactly, right? So everything, put in your email signature, right? Um, mm -hmm. Quote of the day around that value, whatever, right? right. Um, Again, ChatGPT, that shit, baby. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> great, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, when it comes to the actual exercises, do you have, uh, like, how do you know what exercises to use? You, you look at it so that it's based around your values. Um, mm -hmm. let's say I've got my values of, of, uh, trust and creativity and, and independence and freedom and, uh, these sorts of, um, bird-like qualities with wings, you know, these, these, so let's say I wanted to translate these values into actionable exercises that I can do with my team members. Um, mm -hmm. what, what are some ways that I could, that I could go about doing something like that? Honestly, the, when we look at stuff like this, 
It's like, what are people interested in, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'll give you an example. Um, we worked for an organization where the the one guy in finance never participated in anything. So we're like, go talk to him. Like, go on, man. Like, what are you interested? In? Turns out he was a huge wine buff, right? So, okay, let's do a wine draw. Let's try and like do something to address the situation. Um, you know, there's there's your fun things where it's just like, hey, it's the barbecue lunch. Let's all get together. Let's have some fun. The Halloween party, whatever. And then there's stuff that's a little more deliberate. Like, hey, accounting and ops never seem to talk together and there's always issues. <laughs> well, what do I know about accounting? Well, I know they're all, um, I don't know. Analytical. <laughs> sure, analytical people, but I know that two of them play, uh, I don't know, bocce ball. And then over in ops, um, oh. you know, oh, what is that? That guy also plays bocce ball. Let's put on a bocce ball tournament and get these people together, right? So mm. why is that important for the ops and the in the finance department to be to be communicating well, and connecting like that? The biggest, you know, the most practical reason is when ops finishes doing the thing that you get paid money for, they have to go tell accounting to create the invoice and bill a client. Right. Oh, and yeah. Okay. That has to flow really nicely. Otherwise, your invoice is late or it's wrong or there's an error, or blah, blah, mm. blah. And it could totally mess with your cash flow, which could kill a business essentially. Right. So, right. It um, comes back um, to that, yeah. ca- that handoff that you were talking about. Yeah. With number but two. from a connection point of view, like if yeah. we're talking, chatting, even when I'm counting, like, hey, I noticed that you guys, you know, why do you do this a certain way? Wouldn't it be easier just to like create uh, a template about yeah, that? That's how these breakthroughs can happen like that. Yeah. From the outsider's point of view, looking in and they say, totally. oh, I didn't think about that. It's interesting. I saw yeah. a YouTube video about Elon Musk. Somebody was talking to him and asked, why don't you guys, uh, I forget the specifics, but it was essentially, why don't you wrap, um, these other components in aluminum as well and he said oh i didn't think about that and then i saw a follow-up video of him saying that he took that person's advice and it uh it, it made the rocket 10 times more efficient um that's up your alley too with, with the rockets right there you go right yeah yeah, yeah. um <laughs> you see that outside point of view is, is can be potentially powerful mm-hmm. um so we'll move into number two with that handoff um what are some uh some you said um, mapping exercises uh, for the handoff. Can you get into that a little bit? Right. So I'm going to separate a business into kind of three and a half areas. First one is get business. This is like okay. your sales and marketing. Second one is do business. So yeah. this is doing the things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Get paid, counting, and then all the support services that support it, like your HR, your IT, your legal, okay, okay. and so on and so forth. So sales to ops to accounting if that doesn't flow nice the money doesn't flow nice right so that's the Mm. you know maybe the most critical example or at least gets people's attention right but can we map out all the things that we do there so in a work chart like a typical organizational chart right maybe it's like adam's the boss and then it's kyle and you know melanie and then below that there's a bunch of other people it's kind of like everyone gets a box and they kind of in these vertical columns, right? Hmm. But we say, especially in a, as your business is growing, you don't have one-to-one. There's like a million things that you do. So in sales and marketing, what are all the things that you need to do in sales, right? You know, what's your sales process? You know, your, um, you know, you're prospecting, you're presenting, you're closing, you're, you're doing all these types of things. And then in marketing, marketing okay you got your like your brochures you've got your content 
um, you know, your social media, like what are all the different things you do in marketing and then go over to your ops. What happens? So now there's a handoff. Okay, great. There's a handoff. And then what happens in the handoff? And then who gets it? Right. Oh, then this person goes and does the things. And then what happens then? So mapping all that out in boxes and kind of putting in what winning looks like in each one. Interesting. And then we kind of go through the whole thing and you end up with this kind of cool interactive map and we color code it all to who's responsible if it's multiple people. And if you look back, you'd be like, man, there's a lot of blue. Like Kyle, your name's and everything, man. Like you can't keep this up. You got to pick a few of these to hand off. What do you need to feel comfortable Ah, to hand off the marketing to Adam? Right. Mm. And you'd be like, well, I I really like it done a certain way. Like, okay, cool. What should we do? Should we make a video where you explain it? Do we need to write it in procedures? Should we build a training? Like, what do you need to let this go and feel, you know, get warm fuzzies that it will be done the way you want it to be. Right. So we kind of play that accountability role create the start of like job descriptions in there, um, all this type of stuff. So it's, it's painful detail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you do, you pull up like a Figma chart or whatever, and you'd put the four at the top, the, you start with marketing, then to the actual thing you're doing, the service that you're offering. Uh, and then to what, what were the last two? I know the last one is Get paid, right? Get paid. Ah, okay. So the actual transaction that takes place. Um, would that go in front of the service or do you do, it depends if you get, if you get paid after. It depends. Like some people get paid up front. Right, right, right. Get paid after. I got you. That's why my mind went to before. Cause we get paid. Yeah. Up the point is it's like, get the business, do the business and get paid. Or yes. every doesn't matter who, what you're doing. Yes. You need those three things. Yes. Right. And then if you map it out optimally and, and uh, bird, from the bird's eye view like that, you start to see the ways to optimize uh, mm-hmm. in a way that you wouldn't have been able to do so if you were just looking at them from a, like a big glob that's not mm-hmm. individualized and separated yet. Okay. I like that a lot. And you look at that from the lens of how is, so, okay. Um, you look at that from the lens of how is somebody going to, um, well, who are the best people to be doing each specific jobs? Uh, and, and, who is, well, is out well, of their, their example, optimal right? zone, right? Who's out of their, their unique ability? Yeah. Like we did this with a construction company and they were like, oh, you know, Jim does this thing and that thing, but he's not really winning you know, in this box. And we tried him in that box and he didn't really work. And he tried him in this box and we're like, well, Jim isn't fitting in the company, man. <laughs> yeah, like he's not fitting in. And we're like, but, you know, we've never had this like quality manager role or whatever. And like, you know, Jim loves creating. Tough. That's why we keep him around. He creates such awesome templates and stuff. Like, he's your quality guy. Stick mm. him in there. Mm. So like, oh, okay, cool. It's kind of an epiphany. We're like, now we have a box that like he can play to his that strengths. Gyms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right. So you can now start to apply people's strengths to it. Right. Yes. You want people so, to live in their zone of genius for you know at least eight percent of their job. Everyone's yes. got their. We call it each shit box, right? You can't escape. <laughs> They're each shit box. Yeah. <laughs> But, it it uh, seems like it would be like the eat caviar box because it's going to their <laughs> to their. Oh well, there's the there's the opposite, right? You got the eat caviar box, but then there's always a little bit of every job has it. Oh right? uh, yeah, okay, true. Caviar. Yeah, that twenty percent. Yeah, but you yeah. want them focusing on the, the eat caviar box and yeah, well, people get energized, box, excited, not as like an eat shit box, soul sucking, right? So yeah, and you want to um, keep them out of that as much as possible. 
Yeah, exactly. Right. I got you. Okay. Okay. So let's get into the third one, which is improvements. And um, I love that exercise you just gave us. I'm going to do it myself after we're done this call here. It's a brilliant <laughs> way to, to birds get a bird's eye view of that. It's excellent. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that, man. Um, so let's go into number three, which is improvements. So how do you know what to improve? Um, I guess you'd go looking at the uh, at that bird's eye view lens and say, okay, so uh, well, you tell me, you have that exercise done. How do you know what to improve once it is done? How do you know where to put who, where are the yeah, well, is for who? Exactly, right? You just, you can use an exercise, exercise like that in the conversations, it just kind of tends to come out, right? So we'll keep like a parking lot of like ideas, but really the simplest terms is like, go ask. You'd be amazed. People are like, man, no one, I've lived worked here for 10 years. No one asked me my opinion, right? <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, right? Ask everybody. I bet you that's common as hell. Oh yeah. Yeah. And like create a mechanism, you know, your equivalent of a suggestion box. Right. You, know, you can do it digitally in a variety of ways. And like, okay. You had a cool idea. Here's what, how to let somebody know. And then here's what will happen. Because um, you're going to ask a bunch of people, you're going to get a big long list. Like, okay, we got, we got some work to do, but like, what to do first? So the prioritization of those becomes the task of, you know, the leadership uh, yes. based on, you know, their strategic or operational goals for the business, right? Which one is going to push the hardest and which they have budget for, right? There's lots of reasons for how to prioritize these things. But the point is you take them all in, you look at them all and then everyone gets a reply. That's the key. Mm. This is what everyone misses. Mm. I was like, I had this great idea. Let's, you know, let's do this thing. And then leadership's like, no, it's a dumb idea. We don't want to do that. Um, but they don't say anything. So they just, you know, they don't reply. Whereas they could be like, hey, we don't want to do this idea. We think this is your part's really interesting, but for this reason, we're not uh, going to do it right now. Um, fine. Hey, at least I got an answer. Right? Yeah, right. And then they encourage maybe trying again based on yeah, failing totally. what was good and bad about the idea before. And you can optimize. And now you've got employees that feel like they're part of the company rather than just an employee within the company. You're exactly, taking that right. that that role of of guiding. Even if their idea was turned down, they still have that opportunity of of refining their thinking on it. And maybe they come back with a better idea that can be implemented. Yeah, 100%. Like, I've seen a lot of companies where they'll do like a team building or a workshop, they'll get a consultant to come in, and then part of it is they ask it and they get that list. But what they haven't done is put together the mechanism or the process for which to yes. prioritize these so nothing gets done. It like goes nowhere because no one knows what to do with it. So, how and do you do that? Doing your job, right? So, step one is like, you can do it at the same time, ask people, but then also implement whatever that mechanism is to you. If it's a literal box on the desk right. and every Saturday afternoon, me and Jane go through it and we got a yes pile and a no pile and then, then fine, whatever it is. Hmm. Um, uh, the, the point is that you do it and you do it timely. And then it goes back to testing because you can test out what a lot of these folks are submitting. Sure. Yeah. And then you I find mean, some things. And that you got to be comfortable with a little bit of failure. You might try it out and be like, mm, yeah, that didn't quite work the way we wanted it. But uh, hey, we iterated, we changed, and now yeah. that works. A little yeah. different from marketing, right? You try a million different lead magnets till you find one that actually works. Yes. Right? A, a book. <laughs> there you go. Right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Because of the authority and the way that people perceive authors. Um, exactly. I love it, man. <laughs> okay. Um, and then how do you do brainstorming? Still staying in the, the number three for improvements. And then we'll wrap this up after we get into communication. I, you know, you can, 
The easiest way is with a whiteboard. Hey guys, what do you, you oh, had a, okay. you know, it's yeah. the magic wand. If you had a magic wand and you could wave it and wake up tomorrow and one thing be fixed, what would it be? Yes. Um, like, write oh, everything man. down. Yeah. No, I hate the process. Library. It sucks. Right. I wish it was more organized. You know, whatever it is to them. Right. Yeah. Um, I think the point is that you ask and you have a way to record it and then put it somewhere visible. That kind of plays into the next one, right? Like in lean manufacturing, they put a board right in the middle of the, of the uh, warehouse. And it's like the list of stuff mm. and where it's at. And everyone comes in and be like, oh, this is with John. And John is, you know, the VP, right? Yeah. And then John comes down, his name's on like 10 things and he's going to feel that pressure to address them, right? So uh, yeah, the point is, whatever you're doing, make it visible and transparent. Ah, and then you can take those those ideas that are worth implementing and then put them in the boxes. Uh, if if John is is in this box and he doesn't want to be in 10 boxes anymore, uh, you can say, okay, this actually correlates with what John's specialty is, what his sweet spot is, his box of caviar. And you would yeah. give John that that position. And it goes back to having that all mapped out with which employee is best at what in which of the, th the three and a half categories, right? Now you see. <laughs> yeah, I get it, man. I get where you're going with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, beautiful, beautiful way of putting it. I love it. Um, because I think visually, so I got the I got the whole chart mapped out visually in my oh, mind right now. So I'm yeah. looking at okay, if John is good at this, then you know, let's put him in the <laughs> he's an accounting guy. So that we'll, and we've got an accounting idea that the team brainstormed, so we can put that and and John can be the one that tests that out. Um John was the name we were using, right? I don't know. <laughs> Okay, number four, man. We'll get into communication here. Um, you said uh, in a newsletter. Um, would that be an internal company newsletter uh, or an external one, or is there a difference between the two? Again, mixing marketing with the uh, internal. Uh, yeah, I mean, building. the application and you know, the content might be different, right? Internally, you might include some very internal things that you might not share externally, but like format should be the same, right? Yeah. A written email is received the same, whether it's internal or, or part of an external like email marketing campaign, if it's just a bunch of text, at least bowl a heading or something, right? Or add some paragraph spaces. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, maybe I'll add in a picture or a poster or a video or whatever, right? Like the more interactive and more interesting you can make it, mm. the more effective it will be. And, and internal marketing, the principles apply the same as um, external, right? Like, hey, um, I'm trying to get you to do this thing Here's why I think you should do it. Um, you know, can I can I create trust with this um, without ever talking to you? Right. Right. Ah, you're canon cloning that trust building exercise. It's interesting. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, mm -hmm. Instead of doing it one on one, you're doing it one to many. So, exactly. brother, I know you got to go here. So uh, mm -hmm. we'll wrap it up with this. Is there any question I should have asked but didn't? No, I, <laughs> I love that uh, you you kind of saw the the picture and how it came came together it so, did it, it came together beautifully i think anybody that's watching or listening can have that same picture and map out where each person fits in their company and have a much stronger foundation than they did before this so man thank you for that beautiful yeah exercise. just you know a note to finish you know as far as like your digital world like we get a lot of companies that are like oh we get all our you know all our sales or referrals we don't need social media you know but I think your digital presence is becoming more important, not less. And that's yeah. only going to accelerate with things like the metaverse, mm -hmm. NFTs, like, uh, and if sales are your primary motivation, then for some people it's talent, attracting talent. 
Right. Or at least having control of your own story, like Google your company and see what comes up. And if you like it, great. If you're like, well, I don't, I don't didn't love that article, you can take control of your own story. And then the third or fourth reason people love that digital presence is companies that are ready to try and sell to bigger companies and they want to look bigger than they are or mm. more sophisticated, right? Or they're trying to sell, you know, get an investor or something. So then it becomes important to look. You know, you want the the gold plating and the you know you want to look like the real deal, right? So there's more than one reason uh, most people think right away just the sales and that's a problem. But um, anyway, that's that's how I'll wrap that piece all together. I love it, man. I love it. You put a bow on it for us. Uh, I think there's something to looking at the client acquisition as a very similar process to looking at employee acquisition. Um, mm -hmm. If you see the the correlations between the two of them. Oh, it's the same. I give yeah, talks to right. university students looking for jobs and be like, well, I'll tell you how I get clients. It's the same way of getting a job. Mm, same thing. Yeah. yeah. So people put a dichotomy there that I don't think is necessary. There it is go. the same right. thing. I love it, man. Well, beautiful, dude. Thank you so much for joining us. I've had a blast. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Kyle. Appreciate your time. Right on, brother. All right. I hope you enjoyed that podcast episode. And if you want to get a free copy of my book, go to kylesbook.com and you can get a copy there. I'll talk with you soon.